everybody. Welcome to Movement Talks. Um, he's an artist, researcher, and maker with several years of experience in the performing arts. In 2019, he was awarded with golden, the Golden Lion for Lifetime Achievement in Dance by the Venice Biennale. I have the pleasure to be here with Alessandro Charroni. Hello, Alessandro. Hello. Good morning. How are you good doing? Morning. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm, I'm home. I'm in a break between uh, one tour and another one. Well, I say tours, but, but it's not exactly about touring. It's more about researching and uh, experiencing uh, workshops and uh, sometimes some, some gigs because we, we, we are still in the transition between doing nothing and uh, starting doing anything. Uh, so it's a very weird and interesting moment. Yeah, I guess it's also a process of transition for everybody from this big period in which we all have been very still and mm -hmm. try to be creative even in the stillness. Um, I would like to start by asking you something about yourself, actually. How did you grow to become a choreographer or a theater maker? Uh -huh. uh, actually, it's a, it's, a very, uh, it's a very long story uh, because, uh, I mean, I, I, I grew up in the center of Italy uh, and, and I, I didn't really had a... a I was not initiated to to culture in the sense that I was I was studying uh, technical subjects and and uh, so I only had a very pop culture as a as a teenager. I was watching the television of uh, of Berlusconi like anyone else in Italy. So I had a, a very pop idea, popular idea about culture. So I was very fascinated by by dance in the sense of uh, musical theater pieces. And uh, so I, I, I would say that I wanted to be a dancer in a very abstract and, and different way uh, from what I, what I do today. And then uh, I remember I decided to study theater when I was 20, just because I was a little bit ashamed to study dance because uh, because I was a, a male teen, teen, teenager and 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 I was living in a very small city, so I didn't have I was not brave enough to to make that choice. So I started doing theater and I and I worked as a as an actor uh, for for many years. Uh, for nine years in a company in the north of Italy called uh, Lens Rifrazioni. And then when I started doing my own pieces in 2006, uh, I was not expecting to, to present my works in the, in the dance field because, because honestly, I, I, I don't have a, nor an academic uh, background in dance, nor even a contemporary background in dance because I was performing as an, as an actor. And in the meantime, I was studying history of art at the university. So I was very fascinated by uh, performance art from the 60s and the 70s, made mostly by visual artists. So I, I thought I was going to, to present my work in galleries or in, the, in contemporary theater uh, festivals. 
But in a way, my work was too baroque for galleries and too minimalistic for for theater. So so that's that's how I got adopted by the the dance world, and I started presenting my my pieces in the dance festivals. So very interesting. And you, um, like, I mean, did you expect that you would have gone like this? You decided to that you wanted to make pieces, and did you expect that, like, that eventually your career would turn like being such a also popular for um, at the point also to receive um, uh, no, of, of of course not. I don't I don't like to define myself uh, as a pessimistic person, but it's true that uh, normally when I apply for something or when I have a desire, I have the tendency to don't expect anything or think that the thing that you desire is not going to happen. And this is also a way to protect myself from delusions. So I was, I was, I was not expecting anything. Uh, I remember the first times I was um, presenting my work in contemporary dance festivals. I was, I was expecting someone to stand up from the audience and say that I was an imposter <laughs> because I didn't have a, a proper dance background in my, in my DNA. Um, so no, I was, uh, the, it happened. It happened. I, I can't. I cannot tell that it happened by chance because, uh, because I, I was working for that. Of course, yeah. I was working for that. But, but the first time I sent I sent my work to contemporary dance festivals, it was because a programmer suggested me to do that, and it was two thousand and seven. There was we were still sending DVDs to the festivals, and I remember uh, I sent five DVDs to five different contemporary dance festivals in Italy. And in a few months, I received uh, four invitations. And I, was, and I was, of course, very happy and surprised, so. Yeah, um, so very interesting, actually. And, but I mean, I read that you, de you define your work as Duchamp-like outlined, mm -hmm. and you say that it goes beyond the traditional definition of gender. I mean, the, the sentence that you are quoting is, is true. I recognize myself in this sentence, but I will never, I will never, I will feel very arrogant to, my, to, de, to define myself in, in, in that way. This is some kind of definition that the, that the critic or the audience is, is putting on, on, on my work. I, I, I don't go to the studio thinking that I want to, to mix theater genders or that I uh, that I want to be inspired by Duchamp ready-made it's it's just it's just this is the way people is is thinking about my work and I kind of agree uh, with that uh, probably the truth is is easier the thing is that as I as I don't have a specific I, I, I would say I, I don't have a I since my, my, my background has some kind of anomalies, um, I have to find my way to do the things that I want to do because I don't have all the skills that I need to do what I do. So, uh, so I, have to I have to choose uh, 
uh, a way that most of the times is not corresponding to the expectations that are connected to that to that to that to that field so if i if i if i if i'm doing something that is super performative uh, probably i will need sooner or later something very theatrical to put there to say what i want to say and it's it's not intentional that i want to mix the 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 different genders of live arts it's just that i think our generation is very lucky because uh, after the all this after all the discoveries of the last century uh, from the first and the second avant-garde we are free now as artists to use all of these discoveries and uh, to do whatever we want with that mm. so that's what i do mm. and if you had to give some like um, qualities or description to your work what would that be or characteristics that you would say, okay, my work is that? Uh, normally, another thing that uh, people say about my work is that I like to put, uh, to, to, to push the body to the boundaries of uh, endurance and uh, exhaustion. And, and also this is not exactly what, this is not my goal, of course not. Uh, but it's true that, uh, uh, I'm interested in that. When I was when I was very little, as a, as a child, I was very fascinated by the mysteries of nature. And I remember I was watching this little insect uh, in my balcony going all together in the same direction. So I were I was very fascinated by unison in a way. And as a child, I had a lot of questions about that. And of course, I didn't have the answers also because when I was asking to other people, why do they go in the same direction? How do they do? How do they know? No? They, they, adult people didn't have a, a proper answer to that. So my work, if I have to define it, my work is still about that questions. And, and of course, I didn't find the answers and I wouldn't be so arrogant to think that there's a way to answer to those questions. So, uh, so I, I can only say that my work is about that questions, still, still about that questions. Yeah, uh, so yeah, because my question then was, was like, I mean, my next question was like, what, what does inspire you actually when you start working on something? Um, but, I guess I mean you answered already this question, and then, but and then in terms of elements, you know, like I mean, I see, I could see like there's a lot of duration and repetitions um, in what um, in, in the choices that you make uh, by realizing a, a performance, and my question is like, <clears throat> what what is the intention? What would you like to induce by choosing these elements of repetition and uh, duration, for example? Uh, as a as a teenager, I was I was I remember it was such a huge revelation when I discovered, as I was telling earlier, the work of many visual artists who were connected to the to the period of body art. So I was very fascinated by the idea of exposing themselves. Uh, in a so in such a radical way and such a strong way 
and and the fact that uh, you could push the boundaries of of the body and you could show real blood on the stage. So these artists like uh, Marina Abramovic, Gina Pane, Vito Conci, uh, this generation of artists became like my superheroes. Uh, and of course, um, I was very influenced by body art, but at the same time, uh, things nowadays are very different from the 70s. And I think in that moment of history and of history of art, it was important that people could go in theater, theaters or galleries to watch something that was not possible to watch in television and that artists were welcoming people like giving them a kick in the ass and showing them something that was not that, that was hidden. Uh, so that's why the body was uh, always provocative, uh, mostly suffering. Uh, nowadays, uh, in my work, I, I start with a completely different point of view. Uh, for me, it's already a miracle that audience is still going to theaters, that there is someone who wants to pay a ticket, uh, take a car, go on the other side of the city, park the car, uh, and witness to something that is happening in real time. It's, it's becoming more and more exotic. And nowadays it's even more exotic with the, with the pandemic going on. So what I like to show to the audience, it's, it's that kind of effort, but with a, different, with a very different meaning. So if you see me or the performer, the performers that are working with me, most of the times we are smiling when we make such a huge effort because uh, in my work, this energy is more about uh, sharing and trying to create an empathy between the, the stage and, and, and the audience. And then of course, uh, this doesn't work every time in the same way because we don't have to forget that it's live art. So we try, we make attempts to establish a connection with the audience, but it doesn't work every time in the same way. Yeah, and as well, like, I mean, you have also like the, there's like, it's frequent also the element of turning, like you had it in several performances and does it have a specific meaning? Like, you know. I, 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 sometimes I, I create a new project and then I, I read the project that I, that I wrote and I, and, I, and I say to myself, oops, you did it again. <laughs> there is, especially in the last years, there is always something that is spinning around my pieces, yeah. and 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 like I I can tell that it's not exactly a conscious process, but but since since the piece I did with about juggling, uh, there is always something that is spinning, or it's uh, the body the body itself is spinning, or in the last two productions that I did, there is the use of hula off or uh, we work on this uh, folk dance from Bologna that is called Polka Kinata, where the performers are spinning. So uh, I guess there, there must be something that for me is very attractive, that probably it's connecting me to a, to a mystery that, I, that I'm very fascinated by. Uh, but, but 
consciously I cannot I cannot honestly talk about that. It's still a mystery for me as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's very interesting because I mean, as a viewer as well, like I mean, you kind of get inside a, some sort of loop or some sort of trance. I think uh, uh, seeing also all this the spinning and the repetitive. Uh, the, repeti the repetition of movement. So it's um, something very fascinating by, as a viewer. Uh, I was, uh, one of the things that I would like to say also is that as, a, as an artist, I don't really like to study, uh, not only because I'm a lazy person, but also because, uh, because since I, I recognize that I don't, have a, I don't have a lot of skills, even though I feel I have strong skills, but I don't have many skills. Um, I, I prefer not to be influenced by, 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 by philosophy, by, by other, others, uh, other artists' works. I prefer not to study history of dance, for example. Uh, if I have to spin on my own, I prefer to go in a studio and start trying on my own instead of studying why in the dervish culture this is happening, what does it mean for them? I prefer, I prefer to, to, to find my solutions in the studio alone or with my collaborators. And then maybe afterwards, I, I, I go to take the informations that, that, that are going to complete the, the, the frame. And uh, so also, I was reading lately this book about um, about trance dance, and it's called uh, Il Dio che Danza from uh, Paolo Pecere. It's a very interesting uh, travel all over the world, and it's and it's trying to explain that trance dance in in, in tradition, it's always about uh, it's always about uh, a process of healing. Like, for example, if you think about uh, the most famous uh, trans dance in Italy that we have, that is Taranta, no? It's about uh, dancing like a spider because a spider was uh, biting you. So you have the poison of the spider in your body. And to transform the body into the, into the spider, so into the origin of the pain, it's a way of healing. It's a, it's, a, it's a transformation that it's allowing you to heal. So maybe that's why I'm fascinating about, about this sort of. Yeah, I mean, it's also connected, I think also with the Bacchanale and, and, and in itself with the idea of uh, um, like using also movement and dance like to like as an emergency also to, mm -hmm. to as you say, to, to heal yourself. And uh, um, then, Concerning this, I would like also to ask you, like then your choice of performers comes, like, I mean, they are really always like, they come from a background that are, it's connected with movement, but it's it's a very different kind of, like you have different kinds of performance. They come from circles, from dance. Mm -hmm. um, is it, is, is it a, like, is it, is it a choice? Is it a conscious, conscious choice? Is it uh, uh, something that, um, uh, instead of like going just for a specific kind, I mean, I'm making mm. contemporary dance pieces, I choose a contemporary dancer, but no, I go also towards uh, um, like a circus artist, for example. Mm -hmm. oh. uh, the, normally the, the first idea when I, when I create a new project is, is, the, is the tool, is the instrument, is the object. So 
so it can be that I see the the, the concrete object, like uh, I see the ula op, or I see the concrete action, like for example for Augusto, the action was laughter, uh, uh, or it can happen that I that I see a concrete practice, like juggling, doing a sport activity, or a specific folk dance. Um, so. Of course, I, I don't know at the beginning of the process how the piece is going to come out. I just know that they are going to laugh or we are going to spin or they are going to use the hula hop and they, and they build the process of creation with the performers uh, during the residencies of, of, the re of the research. But in the moment when I have the, the object, then I go to search the people who have a specific ability to do that practice. And sometimes it's very specific because if you want to work on juggling, you need jugglers. It's not something that you can learn in six months. But if you, are, if you want to work on uh, laughter, for example, everyone has a voice. So you can, I, I, could, I could involve uh, uh, dancers, actors, singers so it really depends from the it's the, it's always the object that is calling the bodies and not the other way around yeah and what about yourself performing like um do you prefer it to see the other like or having dancers perform is it difficult for you to be inside the performance and be the maker of the performance do you yeah, do you enjoy do you like it um because like, I guess, like, I mean, you coming from eventually like a theater background and mm -hmm. the movement, uh, mm -hmm. it, it can be also maybe challenging. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, how is it? Uh, I mean, when, when between my 20 and my 30s, I was a very passionate performer. And, and, and if, I, if, it, if, it, if it would have been possible, I would have sleep on the stage. <laughs> at night to get ready to be ready in the morning to to have another day of rehearsal i was i was full of energy and uh and the more i was performing the the more i was i was happy um in the company i was working as an actor it was a very contemporary experimental company so we had contemporary dancers in the in the company as well so the training were more or less shared between theater and dance. Um, and, I, and I was very passionate by the use of the body of, on the stage. But then when, when I left the company and I didn't have uh, the gaze of the director on me anymore, maybe that's why I decided to become that gaze uh, because I didn't have any reasons anymore to move on the stage uh, on my own because everything I did between my 20 and my 30s, I was doing it from someone, for someone else. Um, so that's why in 2010, I did my first solo again, using a, a webcam uh, and I was allowing myself to be the gaze and the subject. Uh, and then uh, a few years after I did another solo um, and it's a spinning, the first spinning solo, uh, so I like sometimes to come back to perform, uh, but when it comes that I have to make a group piece, I prefer to, to watch from outside because it's very much 
it's it's too difficult for me to 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 understand what's going on and being in inside. The first piece that I did uh, in and I was inside and outside was folks a piece of about folk dance a folk dance from Tirol and Bavaria that is called Schuplattler and uh, and it's still a piece that is still was quite lucky we were presenting it from Hong Kong to Vancouver so I'm very happy about that but in that piece I did all of the mistakes that you can do when you are young and you don't know exactly how to lead the group and uh, and the piece is maybe so interesting because it was built doing mistake after mistake uh, and it was such a beautiful experience but also a very tough experience so now if i have to perform and being inside i really i really take it more i i i, I come si sono più cauto cautious you're more cautious yes, yes. Yeah. and uh, and also i'm 45 years old so uh, I don't have the, the same energy anymore when, when I was in my 20s. Definitely. I mean, yes, but I mean, nobody says that you cannot perform still, no? Of course, of course. Of Do you course. miss it? Do you miss it? Do you miss not performing? Uh, it's, a very, it's a very specific feeling because uh, it's not exactly that I miss it. Uh, I, I could... I could... I could... I, I'm, not, I'm not that kind of performer that goes every day in the studio to do yoga or to do, I don't, if I don't have to perform, I don't do anything, honestly. Uh, then if, if, the perf- if the date of the performance is coming, then two or three weeks earlier, I start again do, going on the studio and getting ready to spin on my own for 45 minutes. It, it takes a few days to, to come back to that, to that, to that practice. Uh, but then when I do it, when I do it, and then when the moment comes and I perform, then I'm happy, then I'm very happy. But, but I, I could not say that exactly I miss it, but at the same time, I, I like it when it, when it happens. And uh, it's a very strange, it's a very strange feeling. I'm yeah. not addicted about that, but then when I do it, I understand that I need it. Yeah. Um, and so like, if I'm a young, like performer and I desire, like I would like to get in touch with you, for example, to be able to work with you. What would be the best way to do that? Like through a workshop, writing you an email? Uh, also, we, we, it's, we don't have a, we don't have a, uh, how do you say, una compagnia stabile? A, like, a, like a stable company or like, I mean, yeah. I mean, we have a, we don't have a space, we don't have a theater, we don't have a place uh, to work. Uh, also, the people who are working with me uh, for administration and promotion and technique, uh, we live in different cities. We, we, we decided not to apply to Ministry of Culture in, uh, in Italy because we didn't want to have a, a schedule so normally what happens is that I have an idea and uh, I go with to my producers and we talk about the idea. And then from that moment, we start to find the residences, money, and other things that we need to, to produce the piece. 
and and normally it's it's more difficult in a way because it takes more time but in this way we are totally free to to do whatever we want um and and so uh sometimes uh when we come out with a new project we come out with uh with a casting so yeah. normally that's the best way to or sometimes uh, I don't like to do castings, so maybe sometimes it's just that I call people that I was working with in a in a workshop, or or that I that I'm curious to know better. So there is not a way to 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 approach us in the sense that uh, every every production is different, and every and every production has a different way of uh, being released. So. Uh, I don't know how to answer to this question, yes. honestly. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, I think it's like, also nowadays, it, like it happens a lot of times also like by chance. I think uh, the majority of the makers don't really like to create, do auditions or find themselves in the situation of choosing through an audition. Um, so, I mean, yeah. I, I have to say that auditions is something that I really love because it allows me to, to meet people and new artists but it's also very painful yeah. uh, because, because you, you get attached very much to many people yeah. and, and then you have to let them go because you cannot, you cannot work Take with them. 200 people. And so I try to do it really uh, not so often because, because then, then at the end it's more painful than, 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 than you thought and, and you, and, and, and you have a lot of responsibility. So, I don't like to, to call it every year. Uh, I, I only do it if it's really necessary. Yeah. And, um, well, we sp you spoke also briefly about Italy and how, how, how is it to be an artist in Italy? I mean, it's a country that lays its, uh, its tradition on art and history, and as well as you mentioned before, like, I mean, artists like, for example, Marina Abramovic got really like a lot of space in their years to mm. be visible. How is it now to be an artist in Italy? And especially, I mean, I was saying like this, uh, because of course, like we mentioned it before, you were awarded with this Golden Lion. So it's a big achievement mm. for like Italy and also internationally. How easy, how difficult is it? How like, um, do you feel appreciated in the country? Do you feel uh, that I you mean, If you want to talk about the prize, it was a very, it was a very strange moment because I was, I was already quite known in Italy, but, but uh, to receive a prize like that means that everyone feels allowed to express their own opinion about you. So all of a sudden, uh, all the, Italian dance critics and theater critics were, were, were talking about me and, and saying if I deserve this prize or if I don't deserve that prize. And it was strange because I'm totally used to receive bad reviews. I think the, the, the first time I did a work, a theater work, theater piece, I received a bad review. So I'm, 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 I'm very, I, I really got through that. But all of a sudden, people started to talk about me and not about my work. So they they they, they went to see what I studied when I was younger, and uh, if I had uh, if I had 
that piece of training in my in my background or or not and if i was inspired by dance or not if i was an imposter as i said earlier or yeah. not and and it's very funny because if i go to work with the ballet de l'opera de lyon uh the first thing that I do when I meet the company is to confess that I'm an imposter in a way uh, and that I don't have the language to talk with them and, and I don't know the name of the steps. And, but, and this is normally something that is creating a very strong uh, feeling with me and with the dancers and that I really like. Also, they really like that someone is being so, in a way, I don't want to say that I'm honest, but yeah, they, they, they really appreciate this, this attitude. So I was surprised that, 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 that people were discussing about something that I, for me, is really normal to talk about. Also because uh, if I don't have any dance skills from ballet or from contemporary dance, I, 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 I like to take my skills from other disciplines like photography, history of photography, history of art, literature. So I don't see what's the point. So it was a strange moment for me to accept that there was this chatting around, around me. And I have to say that in a way it was also a little bit painful uh, to realize that. Uh, but honestly, uh, when the director of the Biennale, Marie Chouinard, called me, she just told me, I want to give you a golden lion, golden lion, because uh, I think you are so bravo. No, that's what <laughs> she said, and she was talking in English, in Italy, in Italian. So I thought that maybe she, she, she was confused, and I said maybe you want, you mean the silver lion, <laughs> because I was not expecting anything, anything like that. And but, but honestly, I'm, I also don't want to look so naive because. I took the decision to, to accept the prize uh, because, because I thought that, uh, that I know I'm, I'm, it must sound weird that you can have a, a prize like this and you, can only, you are only 42 years old. But, but I, did, I never applied to that. I never asked for that. So I thought if she believes that I deserve a prize like this, I will take a prize like this. And, uh, and of course, now the thing that changed is that uh, everyone that is referring to me is quoting this, uh, <laughs> that, this sentence, no? But, but it didn't really change anything, honestly. Yeah. And, so, I mean, the process of like working in Italy, how is it? Is it easy? Is it difficult? Uh, I mean, because you would expect uh, that it should be kind of easy because I mean I mean it's a it's a country that bases basically uh, not like a lot on is like tradition and culture and knowledge and there art. is a there is a problem in Italy that it's a very huge problem that contemporary culture is not is still not entering in official uh, in official places in official programmations uh, so in Italy. Uh, contemporary pieces are still uh, touring uh, in uh, contemporary festivals, and that's all. Instead, if I present my work in France, for example, 
I can go to seasons, to official seasons. I can I can present my work to a group of oldish people or a, a group of teenagers that are coming to see a show uh, with the school. Uh, and this is not happening in Italy. And it's a little bit sad because, uh, because I think that nowadays the audience also in Italy will be ready to see something different in the official seasons in big theaters. Uh, so that's the, that's the main problem that in Italy, if you do research, if you work in the contemporary arts field, you are still watched as someone who's, who is making something strange in a way, who is making something that is not, that doesn't have the power to communicate to a huge audience. And it's a, that, that's a pity because it's not true. It's not true. It's just, it, it, there is a lot of fear uh, from, of, of, of the official programmers to still to open the seasons. But, but I think that slowly, slowly we, we, are, we, will get, we will get there. We will get there, but there is still a lot of work to do. Yeah. And uh, what are you working on something specific right now besides like replanning the touring and starting again, like, um... Uh, yeah, the, 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 the last year was, I, I didn't really want to think about the, I, I made an effort to avoid thinking about the future, uh, because the, the moment, the historical moment we were living was too complicated for me to, to understand it from inside. So I, I did a lot of, not a lot, but I, I did enough research. Like for the first time I went to a studio without having any idea, but just uh, to work with uh, some of the performers I, I like to work most. So for the first time I found myself uh, in a studio with, some with a group of dancers uh, without any goal, without any idea. And, uh, and we designed a new, a new project that we are going to start to work on in December. And it's, really like the other way around of the historical moment we are living because I imagine that it's going to be a performance where the audience is going to be allowed to go very, 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 very close to the, to the performers and to watch, from a, to watch the performance like it's witnessing a, a, a painting or a sculpture in a museum so that you can turn around the, the human body it's like an observation of the human body from clothes <laughs> so i imagine something like this for the for the new creation but but we, we still have to start the process good good luck for that and my last question is like do you have a wish for yourself um if i have a wish for myself uh, i have many <laughs> You can, say many. Many. you can say many, but I mean, if there's one that is more predominant compared to the others. I have the wish to rediscover what is the meaning of the word love. Hmm. Okay, yeah. that's, it's a super interesting wish. It's also like... I that's guess, a huge wish. <laughs> I mean, you could have the answer just like in a shot immediately or it could take, I think... Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm impatient, so yeah. I would like to find the answer very soon, but I have to slow down. 
Yeah, you have to be patient, and it's yeah, horrible. Yeah, I think you know, <laughs> being patient is one of the most difficult things for everybody nowadays, especially with the rhythm. Yeah. Even if, let's say, the, the the pandemic kind of slowed down a bit, everything we are still very, very impatient. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I would like to thank you very much for your time and telling us about about yourself and about your work. I wish, of course, good luck to you for all the future projects. And I hope like that this situation will slowly fade out and we will be able to see you more also abroad. Yeah, let's hope so. Thank you very much for it was a very nice chat. Thank you very much for being with us and uh, good luck again. Thank you to ciao. you as well. Ciao. Ciao. Ciao.